If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans and welcome to episode 28 of the Yapping Yankees podcast where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, January 5th, twenty. 20. So let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. Good lord, what a week what a week it's been. First of all, I really hope you guys had a happy, fun, and safe new year. I hope you weren't a dope by getting behind the wheel drunk if you drank. Hope you took the safer path instead. Just had to say that because I can't stand drunk drivers and quite frankly how there are even any left with all the available options like Uber or Lyft and so on to prevent such potential tragedies. But if you were smart with not drinking and driving, I do hope you had a safe and happy new year. And I hope this year brings nothing but happiness and prosperity for us all, and most of all, number 28 for those boys in the Bronx. It was also my birthday on Friday, January 3rd. I turned 23. I can't believe I'm 23, but I did want to also thank all of you and so many others for the incredible, remarkable love and support on my birthday. The amount of happy birthday wishes I got, just wow, off the charts. And I appreciate each and every one more than I can say in words, as well as the regular constant love and support that so many give me, of course. Thank you all so much. My birthday was great, had lots of fun with family and friends, and now here we are on January 5th with episode 28 of Yapping Yankees, the first episode of the year and the decade. Episode 28 starting things off in the year when we hope the Yankees will get 28. (laughs) Wild, isn't it? The episodes, they just fly by, but... We do have some good discussion ahead of us today, as we always do, and we fortunately have had much to discuss throughout this offseason, of course, and it's been fun. In this show, the main talking points are going to be a tribute to Yankees icon Don Larson, who of course passed away on New Year's Day at the age of 90. We'll do a little tribute to him, as well as our poll this week having to do with him. And also some discussion on Herman's suspension from Major League Baseball, how long it is, and although I've given my takes on the overall horrible situation with him, I'll dish on it a bit more. So let's get into it, huh? We'll get it going with this week's poll, sort of a two-parter that generated lots of good dialogue, so let's do it. So as you heard me mention just before, this week's poll is in fact about Don Larson, sort of tipping my cap to him this week and everything he did with the Yankees, particularly, of course, the biggest moment, the perfect game in 1956 in the World Series. And that's exactly what the poll has to do with, with that day. So here is this week's poll question. We're going to get started on Twitter this week. The question is, do you think Don Larson's World Series perfect game record will ever be done again? In other words, Don Larson is the only one to ever throw a perfect game in the World Series. And my question to you is, will it ever happen again, in your opinion? Will anybody ever go out there on the mound in the World Series and pitch a perfect game again like Don Larson did nearly 65 years ago? 
something that nobody to this day is yet to do since he did it. And in the second part of the poll, this is what I meant by it being sort of a two-parter. I said, regardless of your choice, reply down below in the comments with an MLB record you feel will never be broken for your shout-out on the podcast, as always. Here's the voting results. The choices, of course, were yes or no as to whether you think anybody will ever pitch a perfect game in the World Series again. And between the choices of yes and no, only 27% of you said yes, it will be done again, and 73% of you said it will not happen again. Only Don Larson will pitch a perfect game in the World Series, and he's the only one to have done it. Nobody did it before him, and nobody has done it after him. So many of you feel strongly about this on Twitter saying it's not going to happen again. I was expecting actually the results to be a little closer, but I mean, it does show you the record itself, how impressive it is. It hasn't been done in almost 65 years again, and it wasn't done before that. And we're talking about Don Larson, a guy who had, a, who had an okay career, but that one day, and, and rightfully so because nobody else has ever done it, just propelled him into stardom, and rightfully so. And it has proven throughout the years to be so because nobody else has done it. So, therefore, it really is an elite record. So, let's get into the replies right away. Let's see what you all have to say in the replies about Don Larson, whether you think anybody else will or won't ever throw a perfect game in the World Series again. And along with Major League Baseball records that all of you consider to be unbreakable. That was the one part I really wanted to see what everybody would say because there are plenty of records, of course, not only in baseball, but throughout all of sports. And I really wanted to see how many of you consider which ones to be breakable and which ones unbreakable. There are a variety of different ones, and I really enjoyed reading them. So let's get to them. First up, we have at Tegan Graham 23. He said, for me, there are a lot of records that may never be broken. However, wins isn't a meaningful stat anymore. The stolen base record will never be broken. Stolen bases are at an all-time low due to analytics showing they aren't worth the risk. If a person could steal 70 bags a year, that's incredible. If a person could steal 70 bags a year for 20 years, that's even more incredible. And to think that that person still wouldn't have beaten Ricky's 1,406 mark is downright unbelievable. And Yogi's waiting for Don in heaven, waiting to give him another big hug. Tegan, that's a hell of a reply. First of all, I agree. The stolen base record, I don't think you're going to see that broken. There are many guys that were fast throughout history, like Lou Brock being one of them. Didn't even come close to Ricky's record. I mean, Ricky's is, is something, it's astronomical. 1406. And you even said it yourself, to steal 70 bags in a year, unheard of by anybody other than Ricky, really. And also, to do it over a 20-year span, which is what you would have to average over 20 years to get to Ricky's record, and you'd still be off by six, just to show you how insane the record is. So I do agree with you, Tegan, completely. I don't see Ricky's record being broken. Then we had at BethYJ57, said Cal Ripken consecutive games and Moe's saves record. I definitely agree with Cal Ripken's consecutive games, and that was a very frequent reply throughout these comments, as you'll see as we continue on. And Mariano's save record, believe it or not, I do think that one day it'll be broken. I don't think it'll be broken anytime soon, but one day I think it could be broken. I do, believe it or not. You may call me an idiot for that, but I think Mariano's record could be broken. That's not a disrespect to Mariano or to downplay anything he ever did. Trust me, I love Mariano to death. I love him. But I do think his record is breakable. That's all. Then we had at Chris9244. He says Cy Young's win record. 
and I assume this is what Tegan meant before by, you know, the unbreakable wins record, of course, and not only because wins don't mean as much anymore, which it does in the eyes of some and some others, it doesn't mean much. In my eyes, wins don't mean anything. Because you could pitch a phenomenal game. I mean, Jacob DeGrom, those best, spending his time with the Mets and having this happen to him so many times. You could go out there and pitch eight shutout innings or eight innings and one run. If you go eight shutout innings and then the bullpen ends up losing it, you get a no decision if you're the starting pitcher. Or if they win it, you still get no decision. And then if you go out there and allow one run in eight innings and your team doesn't score at all, you lose the game one nothing. you get the loss, even though you pitched a phenomenal game. So that that's why the win-loss record is really irrelevant to me. Like, 99% of it in my mind is irrelevant. But the wins record for Cy Young, definitely. 511 Cy Young had, in case you don't know that. He won 511 career games, which is absurd. And with the changes that have happened in the game nowadays, and the injuries making starters miss starts, and just going out there as frequently as Cy Young did, as frequently as he pitched, and how much the element of pitching has changed, how much the game of baseball has changed, and how people just don't play that long anymore, that's an unbreakable record. 100% agree. Cy Young's record is unbreakable. Like, seriously. The actual elements of the game now literally prevent that from being broken in my mind. Then we had at Chris Vitale, my good friend Chris, on Twitter says, Johnny Vandermeer's two no-hitters in a row. No way, no how does that get broken with the way the game is played now. And then in parentheses he said, although I voted yes, Don Larson's record will be broken. Maybe not in our lifetimes, but I think it's bound to happen again. Good poll, Mike. Well, Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. And I I really did think this was a good poll, mostly because it's a two-parter, and I really expected it to generate the good dialogue that it did. And if you want to see even more comments, ones that I won't get to, because otherwise we'll be here till tomorrow morning, there, there was a lot of good dialogue between Chris and a lot of my fellow listeners or followers down under his reply. And if you want to see those, I, I read them all. Very good discussion just between very knowledgeable baseball fans. Chris is great, and anybody else that replied under him, they really know what they're talking about. So just head over to the poll in the tweet that I put out. It was yesterday that I put it out on Saturday on my Twitter, at Mike Scudero. You could see the poll and you could look in the replies yourself and read these for yourself after you're done listening to this. But really, Chris's comment, I definitely agree with you, Chris. I do not see two no-hitters in a row being done again. Definitely not. I mean, one doesn't happen too often, and especially today with the lack of complete games even. And with the use of bullpens, definitely not. I 100% agree. Two no-hitters in a row will not be done again, let alone breaking it with three. (laughs) That is never going to happen. I can almost guarantee that. Up next, we had at Timothy J. Spear says, No one will ever come close to Cal's consecutive games played. Players can't even play a day game after a night game anymore. And that's, that's true. And, and another thing, that, that's what I was talking about before, the resting days too. Just a lot of things have happened in baseball making these records just to be unbreakable. Baseball is a different game now. It's a different world for the sport. And I definitely think Cal's consecutive game streak will not be done again. Then we had at Laker 477 said, In my honest opinion, Cal Ripken's 2,632 consecutive games played streak will never be broken. And again, I agree with that. At Laura underscore Iceman said, I voted no. A perfect game is hard to achieve, especially now with analytics being a big factor in baseball. And Cal Ripken's consecutive games played streak is never going to be broken. Not 
Many players play all 162 games in one season nowadays. That's 100% true, and I even mentioned that earlier. The off days instituted and people not even making it through an entire season. Most players don't, whether it be from injuries or just days off, what have you. I definitely agree with that. Then we had at Vamos Yankees, said all-time stolen base record like Tegan. Even if a player had the speed, agility, and base running skill of Ricky Henderson, analytics wouldn't endorse a player to steal so many bases. So, vamos Yankees and Tegan, that you guys definitely agree with each other. Then we had at Vic Salimo says, never say never, I think that anything is possible. That's true, anything is possible. We had at Big House 44 up next saying the two no-hitters is a good choice. Doubt that ever happens again. I say the hitting streak is never broken due to relief specialists in the game today. And the hitting streak he, of course, refers to is Joe DiMaggio's record-setting hit streak in 1941, the 56-game hit streak that is yet to be done again in about 80 years. And I do agree with that. I do not think that hitting streak will ever be duplicated or beaten, ever. Because some of the best hitters that we've ever seen have played since Joe DiMaggio, and some of them didn't even make it halfway there. And yeah, Pete Rose, even Pete Rose, the guy who had the most hits of anybody in the history of Major League Baseball, over 4,200 career hits, he still missed DiMaggio's hit streak by about, I think it was over 10 games. I want to say he hit in 44 consecutive games. That's off the top of my head. So I'm not sure if that's 100% correct or not. But... If I do want to say that, let's just say for scenario's sake, it is 44. He's still off by 12 games. (laughs) And that's a lot if you think about it. That's about two weeks. You still have to keep hitting every game. So it just shows you how incredible that hit streak is. It really does. So I 100% agree with the DiMaggio hit streak never being broken. And of course, repeating what Chris said with the two no-hitters in a row, agree with that as well. Then we had at TB Yankees fan says, A no-hitter perfect game can come at any time versus any team with any pitcher. Well, yeah, that's, I know that, <laughs> but that wasn't really the point of the poll, and I know we went back and forth in, in the tweets after this, and you said it was a fair poll after all, but that wasn't really the point of the poll. I, I, I asked the question because Don Larson's accomplishment has never been duplicated again. He's the only one to ever throw a World Series perfect game. Back in 1956, almost 65 years ago, hadn't been done before him, has not been done after him for almost 65 years, which in my opinion makes it an elite record and accomplishment, and I was asking if you think it will be done again. Of course, it could happen on any game and any day, any pitcher, obviously, but do you think it'll happen in the World Series? Again, it's a legitimate question because it hasn't been done by anybody other than him. So that was the point of the poll, in case you didn't get the point. (laughs) Up next, we had at Mountain Gal 456, and Tina had to say, I usually think anything is possible, but in this case, I voted no due to the way the game is played today, as it makes it very hard to achieve a perfect game. Definitely true, as I said. Joe DiMaggio's amazing streak of 56 consecutive games in 1941 is a brilliant feat I don't think I'll get to see in today's game. And not only in today's game, I'm a firm believer, again, that DiMaggio's hitting streak will never be broken, ever. That's just my opinion. And then at Timothy J. Spear commented again from earlier, said the number of no-hitters achieved by Nolan Ryan. That's a good one. What do you have, seven no-hitters? It's crazy. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. That's a that's a ridiculous amount of no-hitters. I could not agree more. Then we had at Peace Now for Life. I don't think the World Series perfect game will be replicated. Bullpen slash analytics are too prevalent. That's what I've been saying all along. I agree with that. And she went on to say, I think Ripken's 2,632 consecutive games played won't be beaten either. 
Managers rely on scheduled off days for players far too much. Again, I've echoed that sentiment. I completely agree. At VR Srinath says, while I think a complete game shutout is possible, a perfect game is almost out of the question with quality of at-bats and analytics. There will be a fluke shift buster going for a hit. That's also a very good point. The analytics with the shifts and what have you, just the use of the bullpens. Some people would say overuse of the bullpens. That's what I've been saying. And then he went on to say, as far as another record is concerned, I would say DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak may not be beat. So a lot of people are echoing DiMaggio's hit streak. We had at Bobby Tats 631 up next, saying it would be a long time and very special circumstances for a World Series perfect game. The bullpen is too prevalent in today's game. Gehrig's hit streak, I believe, is the most sacred and untouchable record in baseball. And of course, you're thinking Gehrig's hit streak. He meant DiMaggio, and we both knew that, so it's okay. He, he meant DiMaggio's hit streak. So another DiMaggio hit streak advocate there, and also he does not think that the World Series perfect game will happen again. And of course, we all know, there's another point I should make, not only in the regular season are the bullpens used a lot, but especially in the postseason, they're used even more. I mean, people are much quicker to get the starter out of there if they don't seem to have their stuff in the playoffs. They don't want to get in a hole early in the game. So a lot goes into the playoff strategies, especially the World Series. And that argues the point even more as for the people that say, no, I don't think it'll be done again, what Don Larson did. Then we had at Todd underscore Kelleher said, Cy Young will never be beaten. I think it's the obvious one as well as Nolan Ryan's strikeouts. But if I had to pick one that could be, but probably won't be, I'd say it would be Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. So another Joe DiMaggio hit streak one, and also mentioning Cy Young's records. And of course, Cy Young, I completely agree. That's totally unbeatable. It just is. At G-Man42995 says Cy Young's 511 wins. You'd have to average 20 wins a year for 26 years to break it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's literally impossible in today's game. It's not possible. And then we had at Shark Merman says, I mean, logic tells you it will happen at some point, assuming the game continues to be played forever. It might not be in our lifetime, but it will happen. And he went on to say, unbreakable, I will say 2004 Bonds reaching base more times than total at-bats. No one else has even come remotely close. That's a good one. Because, of course, we know, especially in the early 2000s, nobody pitched to Barry Bonds. Nobody. They were too afraid of him just either getting an extra base hit, a home run, or just getting on base in some way. Usually it was because they thought he'd hit it 500 feet, but but you get the point. That's definitely a good one. Any record involving Bonds, really, except for the home run record, which I am convinced, and I'll talk about in a bit, I am convinced that that will be broken one day for some reason. <laughs> but, I mean, because Hank Aaron, with 755, only seven behind him, and I, th- I think, I don't know if he's going to retire beforehand, I hope he doesn't, but I think we may see Albert Pujols at 700. At that point, you're about 60 away, which I'm not saying 60 is right around the corner, but it's not out of the realm of being reached. So that's why I think it'll be surpassed one day, possibly. I also personally hope it is broken because he, you know, cheated. But I definitely agree. The reaching base more times than at-bats, that is absurd. Because he was just walked all the time. He was walked all the time in that time period. At Krang44 says Johnny Vandermeer, two no-hitters in a row. Another Johnny Vandermeer advocate, and I completely agree. At Monks Dana says someone will pitch a perfect game in the World Series. The number of unbreakable records, the one I like, is Johnny Vandermeer and his two consecutive no-hitters. To break, you have to do three. Imagine a starting pitcher having three complete games in a row, never minding a no-hitter. That That's <laughs> completely true, and I completely agree. At Mike B underscore 923 says records that will never be broken. Cy Young's game started 815. 
Complete games, 749. Innings pitched, 7,335. Wins, 511. And losses, 316. So basically all of Cy Young's records, which again, today's game, the way it's played, it really prevents any possibility of those being surpassed. So Mike, again, agreed. At the Corey Story says, Ripken's consecutive game streak seems pretty impossible nowadays. Agreed? And we had at official 52011 underscore two saying, I don't think it will ever happen again regarding Don Larson's World Series perfect game. And then the record that he thinks will not be broken is the career leader for hits. Pete Rose's record of over 4,200 hits. Again, I believe it's 4,256. I think he hit. And I, I don't see that being passed. I do not. So I agree. Up next, we had at Fantasy Furnace says, Joe D's 56-game hitting streak, and here's why. He did it in 1941. The closest anyone has come was Pete Rose, who had a 44-game hitting streak 37 years later. I was right. 44 games. That was 37 years later. He's right. Now, almost 80 years after DiMaggio did it, no one has yet to come even close. Put it in the books, Mike. Never happening. I completely agree. Great response. At run, read, repeat 12, says DiMaggio's record of 56 straight games with a hit. Bonds' home run record, too. And again, I already gave the take on the Bonds' home run record, and of course I agree with the DiMaggio comment. At Debo316 says, would be very hard. It's rare to have a guy go nine innings now in baseball, let alone in a World Series game. Completely true. At Sports Dude 247, 337.72 says 56 game hit streak for Joe DiMaggio. Again, agreed. Then we had at MPain318 says still got to be DiMaggio's 56 game hitting streak. A lot of you saying DiMaggio. It's just an elite record. Another one. I was saying before Don Larson hasn't been done again in 65 years about. Well, DiMaggio hasn't been done in about 80. It's in a league of its own. At Dwight Rodwell says, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. Impossible to break, especially in this day and age of the game. And again, a lot of these records that are unbreakable definitely has to do with how baseball's changed, as I've mentioned already, just literally preventing it from even being possible. At iGolfDoYou, pitching a World Series no-hitter is possible. There are some records that will never be touched, such as 511 career wins, number of complete games in a season, etc. So basically Cy Young's records. And he's right. There are, there are certain stats that could be beaten, but there are ones that since the game has changed the way it has, it's literally impossible. And Cy Young is definitely in that elite category. At M. Gibson RE, Cy Young's wins. CC Sabathia is one of the most durable pitchers in the last 20 years, and he only appeared in 561 games. Cy Young won 511 games. Very good tweet. And that's agreed that shows you how elite 511 wins are. And hey, people might ask, there have been so many great pitchers in the past. Why is it called the Cy Young Award? <laughs> Go look at Cy Young's stats and get back to me. At JoeGNJ1 says 56 for Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak and agreed once again. At BarishN22, Pete Rose hit record, Ripken's game record, and DiMaggio's hit streak. Those three I all agree with. At BP Crew SoCal says... Cal Ripken's consecutive game streak will never be touched. Too many trips to the IL and days off for players. Completely agree. At Savage in the Box says Cy Young career wins, 5-11. Agreed. At Denrock Yankee, Gehrig's hit streak. Another one that I guess meant DiMaggio. I mean, are many of you confused about who had the hit streak? 
<laughs> I know you guys probably meant DiMaggio. I'm just playing around, but it was Joe DiMaggio. It was not Gehrig. At STM8569 says, Cal Ripken's Iron Man record. Yes, that was the name of it, the Iron Man record. And of course, I agree with that. At Yanks Bar, Jackie Robinson's record of first African-American player will never be broken. <laughs> well... You're not wrong there. It can't be done again. But then he commented after that. He said, in all seriousness, Cal Ripken's consecutive game streak. Again, I agree with that. Then we had at Shorty13, Cal Ripken's record. And we had at Matt Risupero says, 56 is the easy answer. So I'm going to say four home runs in a game. Many have tied it, but nobody has ever beaten it. And that's completely fair. The hitters don't even always get five at-bats in a game as it is, let alone being able to hit their fifth homer in the fifth at-bat. <laughs> So yes, that's one that I have to agree with. And again, there were a lot of comments underneath some replies here. And, and if you want to read them, you could go to the tweet yourself. Again, just go to my page at Mike Scudero. If you don't already follow me, then go there. If you do, you know where to go. And just find the tweet with this week's poll. And you could just see all the replies that were there that I just read. And even more that were under certain other replies. And then lastly, I do know that one page did quote the poll, quote tweet it. And had an opinion of their own, so I'll just read this, saying the odds against it have to be astronomical to have Don Larson's record be replicated, and I couldn't agree more. So, again, if you want to read more replies, go on ahead to the poll on Twitter. Otherwise, I thank you all so much on Twitter for voting and replying. Lots of votes and lots of replies for this poll. I'm glad it got a lot of interaction and discussion down in the replies. It always makes it for a funner time, both in the tweet itself and, of course, here on the podcast as far as the discussion. So let's head on over to Instagram real quick before we move on from this week's poll. Again, I repeat the question, the two-parter. Do you think Don Larson's World Series perfect game will ever be done again? And, of course, the second part, reply to me or message me, rather, on Instagram telling me which Major League Baseball record or records you consider to be unbeatable or that you think will never be done or broken again. And now on Instagram, similar results to Twitter, 70% of you voted no, saying you don't believe that Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series will be done again, and 30% said yes. So on both social media platforms this week, the choice of no is victorious. Many of you believe that Don Larson's World Series game will not be done again. And we do have a few replies on Instagram, starting with Matt Schwartz.14 says, you never know. That's true. You do never know. And again, it may not happen in our lifetime. We would just have to wait and see, or we just wouldn't see it at all if it doesn't happen in our lifetime. Then we had my good friend Mattyo underscore 95. And again, want to give Matt a shout out as always. He is a good friend of mine and a great content creator. Be sure to go follow all of his social media pages at Matt O'Leary and Y and see all that he does. Has his own podcast, does Eyes on Isles for the Islanders. He's great. Go check him out. Matt had to say, I think it will be done again. And to me, it's the Cal Ripken streak. No one touches that. I do agree with the Cal Ripken part, Maddie. I definitely think that nobody's playing that many games again in a row. Then we add the Dark Knight 025. You may know him on Twitter as James Celestin at Anime Soldier 01. Says, not with today's game, it will never be done, ever. Meaning Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series. And last but not least, we have my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, on Instagram says, no, I don't think it. If it were ever to happen again, I bet it would happen through cheating somehow because it seems cheating isn't frowned upon enough in baseball. Well, in all fairness, let's see what they do with the Astros. <laughs> That's true, mom. I mean, I, I agree with that. It, it won't be done again. Maybe it will. I could be wrong, but I don't think it'll be done again. Is it possible? Yes. It's not like 
Cy Young's record, which is legitimately impossible, but I just don't think it'll ever happen again because of the way that pitchers and bullpens are managed in today's game and how delicate even more so it is in the World Series and playoffs as a whole. But you're right. We do have to see what happens with the Astros as far as judging how much cheating is frowned upon in baseball. We do know it's obviously frowned upon by many fans, but... We'll have to see what the league does about it. Story for another day. We've spoken about that ad nauseum on this podcast about the cheating with the Astros. <laughs> so you are definitely right about that one, Mom. And I definitely do agree. I don't think Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series will ever happen again. With that being said, the replies on Instagram are done, and that is all for the poll segment for this week, and one last thank you until we move along for each and every one of you, as always, for interacting and discussing within each poll each and every week. I really, really appreciate it. So now, let's get on with the next segment, our main talking points for the week on episode 28 of Yapping Yankees. Let's get right into it. So just a couple of talking points for the podcast today. Of course, the news that broke on New Year's Day right away to start 2020 was that Yankees legend Don Larson passed away at the age of 90 on New Year's Day. Of course, born in 1929, and he passed on January 1st of 2020. I believe there was news a couple of days prior that he went to the hospital, and of course, he passed away. So, very sad news. Obviously, the passing of a Yankee legend is is never fun to deal with, but honestly, a very respected name when you look back in Yankee history. And we'll just pay a little tribute to Don Larson right now, go through some stats of his, and, and just recap his 1956 perfect game. But Don Larson, even though I'll say right now, his career is... If you look at it, we'll go through the stats now. If you look at Don Larson's career stats, there's not much other than the perfect game that really jumps out at you. I mean, this is not to tarnish his legacy or anything like that. But Don Larson was, he was a good pitcher. He was all right. I mean, you would think if if somebody just pitched a perfect game like that in the World Series, they were phenomenal, like one of the best pitchers ever. In the stats, Don Larson really wasn't a phenomenal pitcher. But listen, he went out there and did what he did in, in 1956 in Game 5 of the World Series and that rightfully so propelled him into stardom because nobody else has ever been able to do that before. I am not disputing that. But if you look at the stats, he had 81 wins and 91 losses. He had an under 500 win-loss record, which back then I think the win-losses had more value than today because especially because in that time period, a lot more of the time the starting pitcher was in the game. They were there to stay most of the time. So, I mean, if you look back at that point, the wins-losses, I feel, had a little bit more legitimacy to them if you look at that. He had a 378 career ERA, not not bad. In 412 games that he appeared in, he only started 171 of them. He completed 44 games out of all those appearances, so that shows you how impressive it is even more so, his perfect game in 1956 in Game 5. He pitched 1,548 innings, and he allowed 1,442 hits, 728 runs, 650 of them earned. 130 home runs, and he struck out 849. And he had a career that spanned over five years with the Yankees, three with the San Francisco Giants, three with the Baltimore Orioles, two with the Houston Astros, two with the, at the time, Kansas City Athletics, one with the Chicago Cubs, and one with the Chicago White Sox. So he jumped around teams pretty frequently, but he, of course, spent the most time with the Yankees. And in that time period with the Yankees, when he was with them from 1955 until 1960, when he went to the Kansas City Athletics, within that time period, of course, is when the perfect game happened in 1956. And in that season, he had a pretty good year. He was 11-5, 326 ERA, started 20 games, and he pitched 179 innings and struck out 107 people. Not a bad year at all. Not a bad year. But throughout his whole career, he only pitched 200 innings once. In 1954 at the Baltimore Orioles, he pitched 201 and two-thirds innings. 
that's the only year in his whole career he pitched 200 innings. So that's what I'm talking about. Nothing to tarnish his legacy or anything, but throughout his career, he was a, he was a good pitcher. He was good. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't phenomenal either. He was he was good. But of course, the one thing that we all like to remember, of course, which is the only time it's ever been done before again, was the 1956 World Series perfect game. And I keep on going back to it because of how iconic it was, and I don't think it should be downplayed at all, simply for the fact that nobody else did it before him, and nobody is yet to do it after him in almost 65 years. And of course, if you want to look back at the time period, that was in 1956, they faced the Brooklyn Dodgers. And this was a time period where the Yankees and the Dodgers frequently met in the World Series. And this was just the year after. It was basically the only time that the Dodgers beat them in the World Series in 1955, the year before. You might remember that as the year in Game 1, Jackie Robinson stole home on the Yankees against Yogi Berra. And Yogi Berra, until the day he passed himself, said that he still thought Jackie was out at the plate. <laughs> he, ne- he went down still believing that. But nonetheless, that call was never reversed. Obviously, he was called safe, and Jackie Robinson did successfully steal home. And that was the year, the year prior, that the Dodgers finally were able to beat the Yankees in the World Series. Then, of course, the Yankees came back right away the next year, 1956. And not only did the Yankees beat them again, but Don Larson pitched the perfect game in the World Series, the only one to ever be done in baseball history. So it's definitely fair to say that there was punishment for the Dodgers finally beating the Yankees the year before. But nonetheless, that was the time period. The Yankees and the Dodgers frequently met in the Fall Classic. And in Game 5, that was when the incredible thing happened. Don Larson completing the entire game. No hitter. Perfect game. You remember iconic calls from many iconic announcers, Vin Scully being one of them. Of course, Vin Scully going back many, many years being the Dodgers' main commentator. And he was a part of that phenomenal moment. He still recalls it to this day and even spoke about it more, I believe, when Don Larson passed away, if I'm not incorrect. And even throughout the years, even if he didn't, he's spoken about that game forever. And there's one iconic image that even if you're even remotely a baseball fan, I'm sure you may have seen this maybe without knowing that this was the exact moment that it happened in. But there's an obvious famous piece of footage back from 1956 when you see a pitcher delivering the last pitch in the game to complete it. That was the perfect game by Don Larson. And the catcher runs up to him and jumps on him and gives him a big hug, as Tegan mentioned in the replies earlier, that Yogi was waiting for Don in heaven to give him another big hug. Well, that was what happened after the perfect game, the iconic footage of Yogi throwing the helmet off, running up to Don Larson and jumping on him and giving him a big hug. And I'm not even sure what was going through Don Larson's mind yet, but it was really funny because if you watch Don Larson after the last pitch was thrown and the perfect game was sealed, if you look at him, he was just like kind of just trotting off the mound like the last out in a regular standard inning was made. And he just didn't really start to celebrate, but you just see Yogi running up to him, giving him a big hug, jumping on him. And all the Yankees just celebrating, going nuts for such a historic event that again to this day has not been replicated. It was an iconic moment, and that's one of the most famous pieces of footage ever in the archives of baseball. And it happened in Yankee history, in baseball history as a whole, and really it is only fitting to pay such a tribute for such a remarkable accomplishment. And it really should never be overlooked throughout the history of baseball, even if it's done again. People should look back in the history books and see how long it took for it to be done again. But we can't even say that until it's done again because it has not been. But Don Larson deserves all the accolades, all of the admiration from fans, not only Yankee fans, but around the entire sport. Because again, no pitcher from any other team 
has done this again. That should garner appreciation from everybody around the country at large that follows baseball. It was a remarkable accomplishment, and yet another path to another championship back in the 50s against the Dodgers, and it should always be remembered and appreciated. It was absolutely incredible. Don Larson, rest in peace, 90 years old, an incredible age, incredible life. You had a pretty good career and even better accomplishment that will live forever. Even if done again, it will always live by the record that has never been done prior and had not been done for at least where we are now for at least nearly 65 years. And God knows when or if it will even happen again. So absolutely incredible. Don Larson, rest in peace. You will always be remembered, number retired, appreciated in Yankee history. And I look forward to seeing the sort of dedication they do for him. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If they show the piece of footage again of Yogi running up to him and giving him that big hug, I wouldn't be surprised if they show that again in the 2020 Old Timers Day, perhaps, because he always showed up to the Old Timers Day, and he always, whether he had a walker or a cane or somebody helping him out to the field, he always was sure to go to Old Timers Day, and that was always admirable, because a lot of the other legends obviously have passed, and those who are still alive, some may not attend, or every year, they may not be able to attend every year necessarily, but... It felt like Don Larson was always there, and every time he walks out, he's always welcomed so warmly by the Yankee community in Yankee Stadium, and it's just touching how he was so humble with everything. It's tough to be without another Yankee legend come 2020, especially when they all reunite in the old-timers day, but nonetheless, he will be missed, and the perfect game accomplishment in the 1956 World Series Game 5 will never be forgotten, and that footage will definitely always be played for the rest of time as it's one of the most famous pieces of footage. So Don Larson, once again, rest in peace. That was tough news to get on the first day of the new year. And obviously prayers go out to his friends, his family, fellow Yankee legends and friends throughout the Yankee organization who played for the Yankees or were involved in the Yankees in any way, shape, or form throughout time that were close to him or knew him. Prayers go out to all of them in dealing with this loss. But again, 90 years old, incredible age, incredible life, and one of the most incredible accomplishments in baseball history, if you ask me. Without any bias involved, we're fair and balanced on this podcast, always. Unless I say otherwise, it's any, any given point. But incredible accomplishment, incredible life. Now, the second talking point before we end the episode here, obviously, is Domingo Herman's punishment for the domestic abuse was finally announced. It's an 81-game suspension retroactive to the time that he served at the end of 2019 and also when he was ineligible for the 2019 postseason. And in other words, that will be the first 63 games of the 2020 season will be missed for him. And basically, I already said it earlier on, and I've already given my take on this, so it's going to be brief. But I did see a lot of people going on Twitter saying, oh, I hope they cut him, I hope they release him, I hope they don't use him at all, even when the suspension's done in 2020. Me personally, regardless of my personal feelings towards the situation, which obviously it is a horrible situation, nobody's denying that. But at the same time, I definitely don't think that the Yankees are going to cut him. I just think they look at the talent and they think that if he learns from this and if he gets help, if he vows to have it never happen again, that he should be given a second chance. And I I guess I agree with that because I do believe in people being able to change for the better. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that can't change and refuse to change. But if Herman can do it, then I guess I could separate him being a player as opposed to what I think about him as a person personally. Because personally, I, I, I've lost everything every amount of respect for him as a person for obvious reasons it hits home close to me the you know just domestic abuse i don't think a man should ever put their hands on their woman 
or the significant other ever. I just, I think it's so wrong on so many incredible levels. It, it's just disgusting. It's a disgusting, vile thing to do, truly. That's really why my opinion of him has just completely changed and as a person. But as a player, but as a person, if he could vow to not do it again, get help for it. The Yankees can make sure he gets the necessary help for it so that it never happens again. And he can change for the better in a positive light. And he could go out there and get the job done as a player. As a player, I could still be all right. You know, he's on the mound. It is what it is. But I don't know. It's it's a complicated situation for me. I know I probably seem like I'm going back and forth right now, but truthfully, because it is complicated. I want to say I've lost all my respect for him, and to a degree I have, but could I get to the point where I just look at him on the mound and be like, all right, he's here. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, I could get to that point. If he gets the help he needs and changes. But am I ever going to get to the point where I could be like, oh yeah, Domingo Herman, great person, and I hope he does a great job. I, I don't think I see myself getting there again. But there's no doubt that this whole ordeal has changed my opinion overall of Domingo Herman and many, many other people's opinions. And I hope he can get help for it. I hope he can change. But I'll have a tough time rooting for him, legitimately rooting for him. Like, let's go, Domingo. You know, great guy and deserves a success. But I also don't want to shoot a person down when they could change. If they do end up changing, I don't want to just castrate them for the rest of their life. And I do think that people deserve an opportunity at times for a chance at redemption. But we'll see what happens with the whole Domingo Herman situation as far as for me personally. As time progresses, I guess only time will tell. But there's no doubt that it's just an absolutely disgusting situation. Disgusting actions done by Domingo. And I, although I don't think that they will cut him, I wouldn't be upset if they did. Let's just say that. I wouldn't be upset if they did. Now, I don't know if you remember what happened when the situation was first transpiring, but I'll give you a reminder. If you don't remember, of course, the investigation into Domingo Herman it began in September after an incident was reported directly to Major League Baseball the day after it is said to have occurred. Earlier in the evening, Herman was with many of his teammates at a gala event for CC Sabathia on September 16th, and the incident for which Herman was suspended did not take place there. Contrary to early reports last September, but afterwards at his home in Westchester County, New York. As of then, there was no police report on the matter, and after an initial investigation, Major League Baseball placed Herman on its administrative leave list and made him ineligible for the 2019 postseason. Those were the actions taken originally. The Yankees were said to have been highly cooperative throughout the investigation process. And then the Yankees themselves came out with this statement saying, We remain steadfast in our support of Major League Baseball's investigative process and the disciplinary action taken regarding Domingo Herman. Domestic violence in any form is a gravely serious matter that affects every segment of our society. Major League Baseball has taken the lead in our industry to make domestic violence awareness and prevention a priority, and we will continue to back those efforts. We are encouraged by Domingo's acceptance of his discipline, and we sincerely hope this indicates a commitment to making a meaningful and positive change in his personal conduct. As per the Basic Agreement's Joint Domestic Violence Policy, the club will have no further comment on this matter and refer all questions to the office of the commissioner. So again, that's what I was talking about as far as Domingo possibly changing, maybe for the better and in a positive way, because he did seem to have been very cooperative with this whole thing, and I hope that he will get help going forward. So again, I think just my opinion and the opinions of many others towards him, we'll just have to see how those go as time progresses. But the fact of the matter is, you can't avoid the fact of how disturbing and how gross this whole situation has been from the very start, starting four or five months ago. And I do hope that if he hasn't already learned from what he did, 
that he eventually does learn from what he did. Again, we don't know Domingo personally, so we don't know what has happened throughout this whole time of waiting for the punishment and what will happen with him unless the Yankees report on it at some point or another. So again, that's Domingo's punishment. It was announced a few days ago. 81 games retroactive to the time that he served in 2019, the end of the year, into the 2020 postseason. And the first 63 games of the 2020 season will be missed for Herman. And then he'll come back after that, possibly, and we're not sure, of course, what role he'd be in, if they would throw him into the five spot in the starting rotation, or if he'll be long relief in the bullpen and earn his way back into the rotation, or if he'll just be permanently in the bullpen as long relief, if what happened decreases his role with the team in any way. I don't know. None of us know, really. We just speculate. But again, time will tell for that. But for the first 63 games of the 2020 season, Domingo Herman will be out serving the remainder of his suspension for the domestic violence. We don't know exactly what happened or for how long it happened, but judging by Major League Baseball's punishment, obviously people will speculate and imagine, wow, this must have been bad or hey, that wasn't enough. People have definitely not been shy voicing their opinions about it on Twitter and or all other social media platforms. But that was the official announcement from Major League Baseball as far as Domingo Herman's punishment. And with that being said, that is all that we have to discuss on today's episode of Yapping Yankees. I'd like to thank you so, so much for listening. One last shout out to Team Left Jab. As always, they feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab, guys. And while you're at it, be sure to follow me on all social medias as well. You could find my Facebook fan page on Facebook at Mike Scudero NY. You could find me on Twitter, of course, the social media app I am most disgustingly active on at Mike Scudero. And you could find me on Instagram at Mike Scuds97. Also want to tip my cap to each and every one of my listeners and supporters for listening to the show on a regular basis and for constantly interacting and for taking part in discussion on the weekly polls. Words cannot describe how much I appreciate each and every one of you every single week. So thank you. I tip my cap to you and show appreciation for everything that you do for this show on a weekly basis. And once again, thank you 3,000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, January 12th, when I come at you with episode 29 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, have yourselves a great week, and take care. 